Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No. These are the other stories. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Duchess by John Crinan, narrated by Persephone Rose. Last chance to come clean, Vaughn, said Captain James Harper to the agent crammed in the cockpit beside him. What exactly is it we're getting ourselves into? Vaughn fussed with the harness around his groin. These seats took a bit of getting used to. He clutched a set of rosary beads in his free hand. He swallowed, managing one word through his terror. Classified. I figured you'd say that. Each of the men on this mission was hand-picked by Harper, but Vaughn had been a stranger to him until this morning. His presence on the Duchess was non-negotiable. That was the word from Top Brass. He had no combat experience, that much was obvious, but Harper couldn't get a read on the man beyond that. Harper smiled. Classified or not, you won't be able to keep your secrets much longer. Vaughn swallowed and closed his eyes in prayer. Sweat poured off him. A crackle of static signaled an incoming message from the pilot right above their heads. 60 seconds to drop zone. Rough air out there, boys. They were flying in fast and low. The cockpit shuddered under the power of the mighty engines of the transport aircraft that carried them. Harper peered out of the bulbous glass porthole, the leftmost of what anyone who saw the Duchess from the outside would call her eyes. It was night, and the glow of towns and villages zipped by below him in a blur. Ahead, at their target, a bloom of lightning illuminated the black clouds. Rough air indeed. 
Undercover operatives in Berlin had reported this site as tactically significant, mentioning a possible new superweapon. Harper and his men were the only unit that could be mobilized so far behind enemy lines and at such short notice. What do you say, boys? Ready for another dance with the old girl? There was a cheer from the crew, the gunner, Joe Bennett, and the loader, Phil Ackerman. Vaughn was conspicuously silent. They were strapped into the Iron Duchess. The Allied Forces' response to the rumored Nazi superweapon. What had started out as an M4 Sherman tank had grown arms and legs, quite literally. Some egghead had suggested that they give the vehicle legs instead of tracks, a tank that could wade across shallow rivers and step over obstacles. With legs, it was only natural that they give the thing arms, too. It wasn't long before the M4 looked like a turret head on a giant robot straight out of a science fiction picture. A four-story, walking, armored fighting vehicle designed to strike fear into the hearts of the enemy. While the other men had wives and sweethearts back home, the Duchess was the only woman in Harper's life, and he loved dancing with her. Ten seconds to drop zone. Harper caressed the levers and switches that granted him control of the Duchess and checked his harness. In a few seconds, the cables suspending them beneath the transport would release and they'd fall into Germany. He felt fear and exhilaration in equal measure. Hang on tight, lads. The radio hissed again. Five, four, three, two, one. At first, Harper thought the Duchess had failed to disengage. Then, a mechanism above him popped and the sound of the twin engines faded away. It was a moment of perfect tranquility and weightlessness that was suddenly replaced by Harper's stomach forcing its way into his throat. The Duchess hit the rough air the pilot had warned them about. The whole cockpit juddered. Fierce wind whistled over her armored hull. She dropped like a stone. A crack of fork lightning lit up the ground below, accelerating towards them. Too fast. A klaxon sounded in the cockpit. Harper hollered above the noise. Bennett, what do you see? The man's voice warbled with turbulence. Shoot hasn't opened, Captain. Vaughn broke out of his reverie and stared wide-eyed at Harper. All the blood had drained from his face. Reserve? Harper gritted his teeth. No reserve. No point on a jump so low. Bennett shouted. Should we fire the thrusters? No, Harper barked. The thrusters were there to guide the Duchess in for a precise landing after her parachute had opened. Firing them in a free fall would send her into a fatal spin. She's a tough old girl, he said, making a big show of patting his armrest. She can take it. It was Ackerman's turn to shout over the racket now. It's us I'm worried about. Harper watched their rate of descent on the altimeter in front of him. 400 feet, 300 feet, 200 feet, 100 Hold on! They hit the ground, hard. Huge suspension columns and shock absorbers in her legs screamed in protest as the Duchess's two feet crashed into the hillside. Harper's breath was knocked from his lungs as the entire craft crashed to a sudden halt. There was a loud snap as hydraulic fluid sprayed into the cabin from a rupture deep within the Duchess's metal guts. For a moment, Harper didn't dare move. Everybody all right? Pain shot across his chest as he sat up. Ribs broken, he thought. 
The ringing in his ears was quickly replaced by something much worse. Bennett was screaming. The man's lower half was drenched in thick, black oil. The hydraulic fluid, scalding hot from the diesel engines, had covered his legs. Harper could smell his flesh burning. Oh, God. Ackerman was already out of his harness and attending to his comrade. He reached out to touch the tender flesh, and Bennett swatted him back. Vaughn spoke. Captain. Harper had more important matters to attend to than his new crewman right now. If he wasn't screaming, then he was in damn sight better shape than Bennett. Captain, said Vaughn again, louder this time. What is it? Harper snapped. I think you'd better take a look outside. It was the way Vaughn had said it that scared him. He turned slowly and looked out of the viewing window. A battalion of enemy soldiers were approaching cautiously, their weapons raised. Oh, shit. There was no time to assess the damage to man or machine. Ackerman, can you get into gunner position? I don't know if I should move him. We've no choice. Move him. Harper grabbed the levers and pushed the Duchess forward. She lurched, but managed to raise a colossal foot and took her first step on enemy soil. Harper let out the breath he'd been holding, relieved, and drove her forward. The soldiers scattered under the Duchess's feet, but more poured over the crest. Vaughn, is that our target? Vaughn, snap out of it! Yes, coordinates are just on the other side of that ridge. Harper pushed both levers full ahead into what would be considered a sprint in the Duchess's terms. Bullets pinged off her hull. No use in keeping things quiet now, he shouted. Each huge footstep thundered through her iron frame. She moved with all the grace of a stuck pig after her landing. One arm hung limply at her side, the huge gun mounted there now useless. He raced for the crest of the hill, where more and more soldiers were appearing. Ackerman, tell me you're up and running. Almost. Don't wait for my order. Let her rip. A fresh crack of lightning scorched the sky, and the heavens opened. Rain lashed against the thick glass of Harper's viewport. To his left, the Duchess's remaining functional gun exploded to life as Ackerman cut a swath through the enemy lines. Harper pushed the Duchess forward, cresting the hill, and stopped. Ackerman stopped firing. Harper couldn't believe what he was seeing. The hillside was covered in thousands of enemy troops, so out of place here in the middle of nowhere. But it wasn't the troops that scared him. A natural rock formation stood in the middle of the scene, a solitary figure on its summit, dressed in deep, violet robes. Beneath the figure, the ground opened up in a swirling vortex, a split in the fabric of reality itself. This was the secret Vaughn had been keeping. What am I looking at? Vaughn was transfixed, but at last he spoke. We we didn't believe it, he stammered. We had to see for ourselves. See what? I'm looking at it and I don't know what it is. Die Glocke. I don't speak German, Vaughn. A Nazi superweapon. Hitler's obsession with the occult and black magic has long been the interest of our government, but we never believed he'd actually succeed. Spell it out for me. Uh, summoning. This site is one of paranormal significance, the intersection of seven ley lines. 
Hitler plans to bring a demon, an ancient being of pure evil, into our world. Harper and Ackerman exchanged looks. Vaughn continued, With a demon under his control, the war will be over. Countries will fall under his rule. Vaughn turned to the men. His voice faltered. No force on earth will stand a chance. All of them were stunned into silence. Then Harper heard a clap of thunder. No, not thunder. Something else. From the swirling vortex, a colossal spiked tentacle emerged and crashed into the hillside. It was followed by another, then another. Nazi soldiers on the ground bolted for cover, forgetting the fight with their metal enemy. The tentacles kept coming as the demon birthed from the fiery maelstrom. As it rose to its full height, it dwarfed the Duchess, a vision out of a nightmare. Harper could only liken it to an octopus, but each tentacle ended in a hideous mandible that snapped and coiled like a nest of vipers. It screeched an inhuman sound that shook the mountain. Harper swallowed. They were too late. There came a sudden explosion of activity as the Duchess's gun sprang to life again and opened fire on the monster. Harper saw a line of bullet wounds bloom across the creature's black skin. Ackerman, no! The demon screeched in agony and retaliated. One terrible limb whipped out and wrapped around the Duchess, lifting her clean off the ground. Ackerman continued to fire, screaming bloody murder as the magazine emptied. The behemoth brought the Duchess up to its eyeball, and for a horrible moment, Harper was certain it would swallow them whole. Instead, it raised another huge tentacle and ripped the hull open with a casual swipe, as effortless as a child ripping the wings off a fly. Putrid air blasted inside as Harper choked on the stink rising off the creature's foul body. How do we kill it? Vaughn blinked. I have no idea. Until a moment ago, I didn't even believe that it existed. Harper felt rain on his skin. The monstrous face looked down upon the prone duchess. He could hear metal groan under the immense pressure of the demon's grip. In that case, we send this thing back into the hole it crawled out of. Both Vaughn and Ackerman snapped round to stare at him. His meaning was clear. This was now a suicide mission. Harper smiled, holding his ribs. What do you say, boys? One more dance with the old girl. A smile spread across Ackerman's face. He nodded, followed by Vaughn. Harper reached for the switch that controlled the thrusters. That's settled then, he said patting his armrest, their last dance, and Harper loved to dance with the Duchess. He flicked the switch. The Duchess shot forward. She careened right into the monster's body. Dazed, the demon stumbled. It pitched over, taking the Duchess along for the ride. Harper could see right down into the vortex as demon and machine tumbled backward and flipped end over end. He looked up into the sky as they fell. The storm was clearing. Sunrise. A flash of golden light, gone in the blink of an eye. It was the last thing Harper ever saw. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Iron Duchess was written by John Crennan, 
narrated by Persephone Rose, edited by Carl Hughes of music by Deep Coma and Tom Robson. We're still on a mission to get a few more reviews for the podcast. We put a lot of effort into the show, and I think a nice little review on iTunes gives us a self-esteem boost and it helps us to rank in the iTunes store, which in turn helps us to reach new listeners. So if you enjoyed the show, or even if you just kind of liked it, then why not head over to the iTunes store and leave us a little review. Until next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.